Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. What's going on, everyone? It's Friday, January 20th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you're listening to another episode of The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's riding off into the sunset. And it's not a cowboy. It's a part of Amazon. The company is getting rid of its e-commerce charity donation program. And this is partly a story about the failure of something that probably started with good intentions. But it's also a harbinger of shifting tides at Amazon. Juliet's going to talk us through it. But first, let's take a look at what else is going on in business and tech today. Netflix's Q4 earnings are in. The streaming platform added 7.66 million new subscribers in Q4, blowing past its estimate of 4.5 million. Also of note here, Reed Hastings is going to exit as co-CEO, but he will remain executive chairman. Ted Sarandos, the chief content officer, and Greg Peters, the chief product officer and ex-COO, will step up as co-CEOs now. Per CB Insights, fintech venture funding dropped 46% year-over-year in 2022 to $75.2 billion. A couple good pieces of news in there, though. Deal volume, that's the actual number of deals, only fell 8%. And this is kind of cool to see. Deal volume in Africa actually went up 25%. Campbell Soup is consolidating its snack business, shuttering operations at its North Carolina and Connecticut plants and adding 330 jobs and $50 million in investments to its New Jersey HQ. Campbell is obviously best known for its soup, but it's been doubling down on snacking in recent years, including a $5 billion acquisition of Snyder's Lance back in 2018. An important update for all you policy wonks out there, the U.S. Department of State is changing its typefaces from Times New Roman to the more accessible sans serif Calibri. That's going to make it a whole lot easier to make it through the U.S. bilateral relations fact sheet and other bangers of documents they have <laughs> on their website. And lastly, Kim Kardashian paid $197,000 at auction for the Atala Cross. That's an amethyst and diamond pendant that was worn by Princess Diana. And it's four times the median salary in the United States. Speaking of people who earn your salary in a single day, Let's talk about Jeff Bezos's baby Amazon. It's in the news again, and it's probably not the best reason, unfortunately. <laughs> What's the TLDR here, Juliet? Uh, the TLDR is Amazon Smile is over. By February mm. 20th, they're going to shut it down if you've never used it. It's a little program where you as a shopper can choose a charity for 0.5%, so not a lot of your purchases to go to. Mm. That is assuming that you remember to use the URL, which I unfortunately never do. Okay, so you buy something for 100 bucks, that's 50 cents that goes to charity. Yeah, so not a lot. Okay. I remember when I first heard about it, a friend that had a podcasting network said like, hey, you can support my art. And I remember doing it and thinking that it was going to happen every time and then realizing that like I had to do something every time. It was complicated, is <laughs> what I'm saying. Sure. So that seems like kind of a good thing for Amazon to do, good press. Why are they sunsetting it? 
Yeah, it's a little confusing. I mean, we know that Amazon is tightening spending under CEO Andy Jassy. It has been for a long time. It's in mm-hmm. the middle of laying off 18,000 people, some of whom received notification by email, no meetings earlier this week. Bummer. So they've also been shutting down like various products. There was that glow, that like kids video device. So mm-hmm. we're in a major cost cutting situation over there. So Amazon says that it's donated over $449 million to over a million charities worldwide since it launched the program in 2013 but that the program was spread too thin, that's a direct quote, and failed to have the desired impact. So in 2022, charities received an average of less than $230, according to what a spokesperson told NPR. Mm. But for a small organization, it was actually working. So I looked on Twitter, there were a couple organizations I found that were like, hey, it actually made a big difference for us. There was a Squirrel World Equine Sanctuary tweeted that it had received $9,300,000 and that it made a huge difference. If you go to their Twitter, they have a bunch of videos of farm animals running around, having a happy little life. Uh, I thought I I heard that as Squirrel Sanctuary for a second. It's Squirrel Wood, (laughs) which is, I guess, the place, which made me think there were going to be a bunch of squirrels. But then there were like cows and ducks. (laughs) Sure, sure. Okay. The cat's meow was another one tweeted that the nearly $4,000 it had received covered expenses when donations fell short. And if you didn't think that that was meaningful, you should ask the rescue kitties what they thought. And (laughs) I actually got my cat there. So I asked her, but her response was inconclusive. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So these numbers are small, but if you're a small organization, a couple thousand bucks here and there could make a world of difference for your charity. So the problem here is they raised a commendable amount of money from this program, but maybe just way too many charities in the program for some of the larger charities didn't really have the impact Amazon wanted it to have. Yeah. And I actually found an article that journalist Mark Gunther wrote in 2017, where he was pointing out, you know, it's only 0.5%, so not very much money. And only when shoppers remember to use the URL. And then, so case in point, 2015, Amazon Smile Foundation donated $12.8 million. That seems like a lot, but they made $99.1 billion in retail sales, which by his math, which I'm going to twirl because I'm not good at math, was 0.00012%. That's a lot of freaking zeros. So if we had all been doing the 0.5%, that number would have been a lot bigger, but clearly we weren't. Okay. And probably important to note here, does Amazon have other charity arms or ventures outside of Amazon Smile? Yeah. So here's what it said. It said it will continue to invest in areas where it can make a quote unquote meaningful change. And that includes local nonprofits, but also and perhaps conveniently its own charitable efforts. So Amazon Future Engineer, which funds computer science education, There's also this thing called the Housing Equity Fund, which I dug into a little bit today. So what it's supposed to do is provide affordable housing in areas where Amazon has a presence. So for example, when Amazon wanted to open its second headquarters in Arlington, Virginia, it promised that it would build affordable housing in the DC area to avoid displacing residents with that fund. Mm -hmm. And then I also read a 2022 article from April, the Washington Post, which Bezos owns, published an extensive report questioning the impact of that program, (laughs) basically saying, you know, the poorest residents, just 6% of units have been set aside of 4,100 units secured so far at that time. Only 215 were set aside for residents who make 50% or less of the area's median income. So it was kind of like, how is this program even helping the area's poorest residents who need this housing the most? So lots going on here, really. (laughs) You know, there's so much sensitivity around charity efforts just because, you know, I believe deep down that maybe some of these companies want to do something good with this money. But Mm -hmm. just so many times, again and again, you read about just catastrophic failures of these efforts and the charities falling short, not delivering on their promises. And, you know, there have been so many times where sort of these wealthy benefactors try to 
launch their own charity arms or efforts without sort of the institutional knowledge of the problems they're trying to solve. Right. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that's part of the problem. But also, I've just been curious always about some of these e-commerce charity tie-ins. Like when you check out, you can donate to charity. This is kind of like Amazon's equivalent to the Whole Foods thing, the register. <laughs> oh, right. Which Amazon now also owns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good call. I wonder if they're going to be keeping those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every time I go to a grocery store and it says, do you want to round up to donate to whatever? Mm -hmm. I honestly don't even look at what I'm, I should be more mindful, but like, I just assume it's a good charity and I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like I do it every time yeah. without ever wondering like what the numbers are, how much money has this actually. Yeah. I guess I just don't even think about it. And maybe that was the problem with Amazon Smile is that you had to think about it. You had to like pick the charity and do the URL. Yeah. One time my fiance's dad was checking out at a Whole Foods and he accidentally clicked a button on the screen where he donated like $50 to oh, wow. a charity or something. And he was looking at his receipt in the car after he left and he had to like go back inside the store and like ask for his money back. <laughs> and it's just like the most humiliating thing to have to do, like ask for your charity donation back. But, oh, yeah. But those screens can be kind of snaky. You know, not everyone has the funds to pitch in all the time, so... Absolutely. That's why I like the round up one, because whatever the case is, I can almost always at this point in my life give the change, like always. Yeah. Then again, I truly don't know the impact of these things. I mean, like I said, I thought I was giving to my friend's podcast network for like three years and I guess I wasn't. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to give to our podcast network, we accept charity in the form of you listening to our show. Yeah, that's it. We appreciate you guys. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage for you on our newsletter. Go ahead and find that at thehustle.co slash email. If you're not subscribed, super easy, just one click. And until then, we'll catch you all next week. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.